Hi, from Chicago IL, this is the Bears and Beers podcast where we talk Chicago Bears and Beers. Today we talk about the Bears-Titans postgame. Bears losing 24-17, to falling to 5-4 and four in the season, and having a, in the midst of a three-game losing streak. Joining me, Walker, Flipka, and CZ. Flipka, I want to ask you first, the Bears lose 24-17. to this game felt much worse than that. What, what are your thoughts? Was this game as close as, as, as the score indicates? Uh, absolutely not. It was one of those games that was just completely one-sided. But but yet again, with the Bears down the stretch, they always find a way in the fourth quarter to somehow make it close and, and make you sort of believe that they might be able to pull it out. Um, to be in the position to recover an onside kick – only down seven after as big a debacle as that game was. I mean, I have no idea how they continue to do that week in and week out. Flipka, do you agree with me that the key play of the game was halfway through the third quarter and Montgomery fumbles that, that little screen pass. They're down 10 nothing. They're um, I think they're on the Tennessee's 30-yard line. Yep. They're down 10 nothing. They could have been 10-3, you know, 10-7. Or just, you know, worse field position. That fumble gets returned for touchdown, down 17 nothing already. And it's like, that's ball game. Was, was that the, the, the play of the game for you? That was absolutely the play of the game for me, too. Because it seemed like they were starting to get a little bit of momentum. Um, things started clicking very <laughs> in a very small way. But that, was, that just let the air completely out of the balloon there. Um, and he's usually a pretty sure-handed guy, too. Um, it's interesting, you know, Peanut Tillman, uh, I'm pretty sure, coined the, the peanut punch back in the day with a uh, with a four-forced fumble game at Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And, um, okay. All right. Turned around and they, they knocked one out there, and they knocked one out later in, in the fourth quarter out of Anthony Miller's hands, too, so – there's the old peanut punch coming back to punch you right in the gut. <laughs> and CC, you, you mentioned something on a text we had about the uh, Titans got awful uh, stats this year on third down. We we made them look like they were were the best defense in the NFL. The Bears go today two for fifteen on third down. But, or oh. CZ, t- you know, yeah, talk about that, CZ. Did he leave us? CZ, are you there? He's, he's probably he crying. Yeah, well, so anyways, the, the, the key stat was, I, I believe they were 56% allowing on third, for third down conversions. The Bears today go two for, two for 15. Overall, Foles goes 52 passes on a day, um, which is not going to win a game for, you know, in, in my opinion, for the Bears and the way we play football. Um, he does have 335 yards passing. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 99.4 passer rating. More important, he has two two and four now as a starter. Mitch was three no as a starter. Flipka, you know, right now we can't go back to Mitch because of his injury, but right. what are we going to do at Foles? Well, I mean, this really felt like a game in the first half that if Mitch was healthy, I think Nagy might have pulled the trigger just to get something going because there were so many instances in that game where they were going man coverage on defense. And the way to beat that 
would be to step up in the pocket and start scrambling a bit to kind of break that up. Um, and you saw Foles try to take off a couple of times, and he looked like a freaking injured giraffe trying to <laughs> scramble down. It, it was just pathetic to watch him try to yeah. Walker, can you hear me? get some yardage. Um, so I, I truly think that that might have been a situation where where Nagy might have turned to Trubisky to try to get something going. We, we, we hear CZ in the background. He's having technical difficulties, my friend. Ah, yes. Do you hear CZ? Do you hear us? Or you don't hear us, though. We still don't hear you. All right, good. Hey, Oops. hang up and dial back in there, CZ. We'll try to get you on the flip side. Dial back up. You're a first-time caller. Roof, roof. <laughs> All right. So we also got just the the rushing, the running debacle just continues. Oh. 56-yard 50, rushing, 56-yard uh, 50, running today overall. I mean, it's just embarrassing. And, and you know, there was other podcasts and uh, uh, blogs that decided not to have a post game today because of just how inept the Bears were today. But you know what? We're forging through. We're continuing on. We'll be here for every post game or pregame this year and many years to come. But, man, 56 yards rushing, Pupka. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to be bad coming into this game, right, with with that ragtag offensive line that was put together. I mean, you had bars that, that filled in a couple weeks ago at left guard, and they thought he was so bad that they took him out and put Coward in there. Well, now you're forced to put bars in as your starting center. You have Coward as your right tackle. He looked like a, an absolute turnstile over there. Oh, I just I couldn't, for the life of me, figure out why – Nagy was trying to force feed the ball the way he was doing it there. Um, they, they were getting absolutely no push up front, and he continually tried to, to go to the well there. I mean, I, I liked a couple of uh, pitches that he, he set out to Cordero Patterson that, you know, they, it seemed like they got the edge with a, with a crack block and they were able to get outside. But running between the tackles with that group, Right there was just a, a bad idea at the beginning of the game, and it was a bad idea all the way through. You also forgot to mention the fifth president of the United States playing left guard today, Arlington Hambright, <laughs> my friend. Arlington Hambright. You know, yes. so yeah, I mean, obviously, fifty-six yards rushing with one of the uh, one of the worst O lines the Bears have ever had. One of the most inexperienced O lines. Maybe these guys will have decent careers in their own, but one of the most inexperienced lines ever. This is a question that we were asking and talking about, too. I, I don't question the talent of Cole Komet. I think Cole Komet could be a, a really fine player for the Bears. But the Bears squad, they signed Jimmy Graham, and they obviously don't give Komet the time he needs. Why didn't we spend a second-round traffic on an old lineman? Yeah, I mean, the way you look at it right now, b- besides drafting another quarterback, I, I – I'm a firm believer that every other pick in the draft should be offensive line this upcoming season. I mean, it yeah. just shows you how they, you know, they haven't addressed it in the past, and it's coming back to bite them. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, pace, you know, pace drafts a quarterback in every draft, as we know, right? Uh, it's, yeah, it's just that, a, that, that's what he said, right? See, easy to have you back. We do not have him back. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 quite interesting about the offense because. You know, Fire Nagy and Fire Pace were uh, trending today on Twitter. And, and you can follow us on Twitter at Beers and Bears 4, the number four on Twitter. And, um, you know, I think Nagy, the team doesn't quit. 
They, they, they do not quit at all. And Pace has developed a phenomenal defense. But this offense, we put a Twitter question out today saying, who is the, be- the better officer guru, you know, Nagy or Mark Trestman? And Trestman's winning 67% of the, of the vote right now. Wow. And it, it, it's a joking, it's a joke kind of a question because they're both terrible. But it's like, what are we doing here? You know, CZ said last week we should have John Fox back. And, and then that might not be bad, right? Let's bring back Ron Turner. It's some kind of pro-style offense. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a chance for Mike Martz to come back and uh, yeah. hit the final <laughs> go-around, get another Super Bowl. But I mean, it's me, amazing. It, it all starts up front, and if if you don't have an O line, you can't get anything going. You can't get the run going. You can't get the pass going. But you know, you you go back to you're talking about Ryan Pace, and let's look at the rookies that he drafted this season because I think it's a pretty decent class if you look at them. Agree. Um, you know, you you have Jalen Johnson who who looks like he's going to be a perennial Pro Bowler, All Pro. For his entire career, right? I mean, this guy really solid, very he's solid, really solid. I mean, you look at a guy that they drafted in the fifth round, Mooney, who's yep. a stud. I mean, he looks like a season veteran out there too. Um, you look at Komet. Now we, we talked about him not getting enough playing time, but when they have thrown the ball his way, he looks decent. So, yeah, it's it's more of an issue of. Nagy not knowing how to utilize the talent that he has on offense. Um, and, you know, maybe it's a chance. Maybe we have to give, give Bill Lazor uh, an opportunity to actually call plays. And, you know, there, he was Nagy was asked the question last week, and he seemed to tiptoe around it, but he didn't completely shut the door on somebody else calling plays. Well, maybe this is the time. You know, hand it over. Let let him call the plays. Let's see what this offense can look like. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious if there's a way of, of incorporating, you know, like a West Coast offense or an I formation type pro offense within Negi's um offensive, you know, sets. You know, if there's a way of he did the I formation last year and it worked great. I know he hates it, but you know, I just think that we have to have almost a, an entire scheme change and if you want to keep the offensive uh, system somewhat uniform to you know make sure the offensive players you know don't have to have a whole new playbook but there's got to be some kind of um um transition off of it a little bit or a little bit of a you know m- so- something that we can we can migrate off of it I, you know do you know you follow what I'm saying Flipka? yeah absolutely you you've got to have those different packages you can put in there and to me, when you have a third and one or a fourth and one, and you can't, you don't have a play in your playbook where you have, you know, a tight end or, or a fullback that comes in in the backfield, and you have a straight ISO play or power something that you come downhill and you're getting that one yard come hell or high water. And there are a couple plays today that that just bit them right in the ass. I mean, when you don't have that mentality on third and one, fourth and one. You don't have the guys that can move them up front, and you don't have a fullback you can put back there and feel confident that he can move somebody. Uh, yeah, frustrating. you know, and the you know the damnedest thing about this is the fact that the defense really is is, is a uh, high caliber, you know, late late playoff type style defense, and you know, the, the Bucks are getting smoked right now by the Saints, and the uh, Seahawks lost today to the Buffalo. 
the Cardinals lost today to Miami. These are all teams ahead of the Bears. But the Bears now find themselves as a, se- as a seventh seed in the uh, NFC. And I, I don't see, <clears throat> unless Nagy finally decides to, to uh, bite the bullet on his ego, I, I don't see how they win another game this year. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I, I, you know, the, 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 playoff, the players, the teams against them coming up aren't the hardest teams in the world. We have the Vikings, we have the Bay, we have the Packers, Lions, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars, and Green Bay. But right now, you know, CZ, who, who's still having technical difficulties, my friend, <laughs> is he, he talked about how there was rumblings about some um, a confrontation in the Bears locker room tonight between the, the office of defense. And if you start losing this locker room because you have maybe one of the worst offices of Bears history, and that's saying a lot. I mean, the Bears' offenses included Craig Krenzel, Henry Burris, Rick Meyer. Chad you know, all these <laughs> yeah, just go on and on and on. And to even just to even to say that is is a is a, such a damning thing. Yeah, but um, we got to turn this thing around quick. You know, got to turn it around quick. And it's an NFC that can be won. That's my point. It's an yeah. NFC that can be won. And I and I still you you said you don't think there's a way that they win another game this year or you can see that as a possibility. I still think with this defense and the caliber defense that we are and the way that we're playing right now, I still think they're going to be in every game. It's just a matter of getting at least a mediocre performance from your offense right out of the game. Um, Don't wait until garbage time to start calling all your, you know, trick plays and whatever. Um, You got to get it going right away. Um, you just need something mediocre, and you can't turn the ball over, period. With the defense yeah, this good, yeah. you know, score 21 points, 17 to 21 points, and you're going to win most of your game. So I still feel like even though today was was a complete debacle, um, you know, if they get a couple of their offensive linemen back next week, um, we, you know, I, I talk about Lamar Miller every week, and I don't know why the hell he hasn't been activated. Um, but it looked like David Montgomery had some sort of a concussion there toward the end of the game. So, I mean, I, I think this upcoming week is going to be the week that they're going to have to get him up and activated and get him involved. And who knows? Well, the back they had in there today, they had Noll in there. And Noll was catching, you know, a million passes out of backfield. Right. And they also had Pierce up there, too. You know, the guy you've been talking about, or, or a late-round pick, or, or is it Frazier? I can't remember. But uh, you know, Pierce is in the game, too. So something has to change at the, the running back position for sure, right? Absolutely. And like I said, yeah. you know, the, the offensive line will look a lot different next week. Um, hopefully you get white hair back. You get a couple other guys off of their uh, COVID hiatus. And you, you just can't, you can't rush for how many yards? 50 yards? 56 yards. I mean, you just, you just can't. And how many yards of that were off of a fake punt? Right, exactly. I yep, mean, yeah. Mingo. can't happen. It's crazy. You know, on the positive side, again, Roquan Smith shined today. 11 tackles, uh, one sack, two tackles for loss. This guy is uh, making a, uh, a strong case to be an all-pro middle linebacker today, this year. He's really, really playing great. You know, Fuka. Anybody else stand out for you on the uh, defensive side of the ball? Um, I mean, our, our defensive line, they, they played unbelievable football up front. Um, 
you know, you look at the, the stat line for Tennessee for the day. They had 11 first downs, uh, rushing the ball with um, Derrick Henry. I think they ended up with, let's see, 31 rushes for 92 yards. So that's three yards. Yeah. And that's unbelievable when you're playing a guy the caliber of Derrick Henry. Um, you know, and, and when the defense gets beat, it's not like there's assignment breakdowns and things like that. Um, you know, they had a, a very long reception that was given up to uh, Brown, I believe, where it was a missed tackle. AJ Brown. Yeah. Yep. Missed tackle by Eddie Jackson, and he ends up, you know, getting another 30 or 40 yards uh, after contact there. Um, the touchdown grab that he had was, I thought the coverage was about as close as you can get on that play by Buster Screen. Um, he had Eddie Jackson coming over at the last second. I thought he may have been able to make a play on the ball and tip it away. But, I mean, they get beat on perfect throws downfield. Um, I just I, – I can't say enough good things about this defense. And the guys up front that are contributing are guys that are not high draft picks. I mean, you've got Brent Urban that's making plays. You've got Mario Edwards. You've got Bilal Powell. I mean, he nearly had a safety there on – Ryan Tannehill slammed it out of the ground at the one-yard line. I mean, th- this group is really, really gelling and playing well together. Yeah, that's the damn, damnest thing about this is the fact that Pace can find these guys in defense, and we've had you know Vic Fangio, Noe Pagano, and you know we, we can find great players, and we've signed great players and traded for great players, and we have a top-five defense, right? Yeah. And then often we, we hired the offensive coach, you know, Pace comes from New Orleans, you know, under Sean Payton, and we can't identify anything. It's like, you know, do we have, do we need to find a, if we're going to retain Pace next year? I'm not sure if we retain Nagy at all, but if we're going to retain Pace, do we have to find a, an offensive, you know, scout, draft, draft scout, or, or um, you know, VP scout, or whatever it may be, that who has the power to, to make their picks? <laughs> I mean, I I hate to say it again, but you might want to call up Ernie Acorsi and uh, <laughs> Ernie Acorsi <laughs> have him help you out of yeah. that in this the search for your offensive minded scout. I mean, it, it really is kind of ridiculous that we're even talking about this, but it's so true. I mean, half of it is, in, in my estimation, it's Nagy not knowing how to use the pieces that he has appropriately. But, like you said, when you look at the defensive side of the ball and you have all these guys that are just plug-and-play and you don't really skip a beat, um, you know, we're not, not even talking about Eddie Goldman, right? He opted out before yep. the season even began, and the defense hasn't skipped a beat. So where are these guys on the offensive side of the ball? Where are they? They're nowhere to be you know, you're, wa- you're watching these offenses at Buffalo. You're watching Josh Allen uh, excel. You're watching Kyler Murray excel. You're watching Tua today, the second start. You're moving around, and I, I just really believe it. I, I don't think Mitch is a uh, a great talent, but I think Mitch is a lot more talented than than um, he's shown, and I think he's got a lot more that you know a lot more skill available for an NFL offense if he had a proper off, off proper offense around him. And if he was in an offense like Buffalo or you know uh, Arizona. You know, I just think that this is just, you know, it's negligence in my opinion. Yeah, and, and after Nagy's first year, like, I had really high hopes for Trubisky in his second year, which was last year, in that offense. 
and it just never materialized. He took two steps back, and, and this year he took another two steps back, and now Nagy looks like, instead of a, an offensive guru, he looks like a complete dope. So It's hard to even even identify what Nagy's offensive system is. Like If I had to ask you, Pupka, what is Nagy's offensive mentality? Can you even tell me? I, I have no idea what no, it is. No, I honestly can't. I can't. Yeah. It's, I have no clue what it even I mean, is. It's just, it makes no he's sense. He's still trying to find his offensive identity <laughs> here for three years. So it's, it's a sad thing. Well, let me make you happy, Flip Guy. On to our sponsor, Augie's Deli here in Carroll Street in West Chicago. On the pregame, I talked about my buddy who texted me uh, yesterday, actually, with a picture saying, where am I? And he was sitting in the back of the uh, Augie's Deli with all the rock and roll band pictures up on the walls. And and uh, I, I pointed out, right away, I'm like, you're at Augie's. Tell him, you know, Bears the Beer sent you. And uh, he said, I said, what did you get? He said, I got a six-inch American for now and a six-inch six Italian for later. And I said, that's the, that's the move right there. You know, I, Flipka would always get a six-inch Italian beef to eat in the shop. But you have to take a cold sub to go, right? And you have to have something for later on, Oh, right? absolutely. Uh, you know, those, those things, you, you, you love opening up that fridge, knowing that you have a uh, nice cold sub from Augie sitting there waiting for you after a miserable Bears game just to drown your sorrows away. Oh, yeah. You know, get, get, get a bottle of some, uh, some Augustino's del, uh, Jardinera. And uh, open that sandwich up, dump the chardonnay right on top. All your problems. Make sure you do the Italian. Yeah, the Italian beef stand. Make sure you don't get it all over your your outfit. You know, put the elbows up against the uh, the kitchen countertop. And and the Bears game is in far far memory. Yeah, at that point, buddy. yeah. So so Augie's Deli, Carol Street, man, West Chicago. Gotta love them. On to next week. I gotta love them. On to next week, uh, Flipka. We got the Vikings. Vikings are, are red hot right now. With Dalvin Cook coming back, Dalvin Cook has been amazing the last two weeks. They, they beat the hell out of the Packers last week, which is a beautiful thing to see. For some reason, I love watching the Packers lose, even against a, uh, a, a, a you know, division opponent. Maybe it's because we went to school in Kenosha, but I um, love watching the Packers lose, as they did last week to the Vikings. Uh, and then today, the Vikings beat the Lions. So, Vikings coming in the sort of field next week on a two-game winning streak. And, um, you know, it's not going to be this game. How do you see next week going as of today? You know what? You, you know, we talk about the offensive line and, and getting some guys back next week. I think that coupled with the fact that the defense, according to CZ, was really ripping into the offense in the uh, locker room post game today. I'm looking for a different mentality out of the offense. And enough of this pussyfooting around with Nagy and dancing and all this shit and tiptoeing around. I think the Bears, I'm going to say it right now, the Bears are going to absolutely throttle the Vikings next week. They're going to score at least 28 points on the offensive side of the ball. Wow. It's, it's wow. just a feeling. Just a feeling. But I think okay. I'm predicting 28 to 10 Bears. So you're predicting that Nagy gets COVID before the game and can't coach the game and laser has to come out. And be the coach, right? Is that is that what's happening? I, I just think we're at the at the boiling point here. So you know, yeah, yeah. When your when your teammates like start that. getting on you like that from the other side of the ball, um, you're going to turn it up a notch. You really are, and I think you're going to you're going to have some heated meetings this week with 
with Nagy and Foles and all those guys. And I, I just think this is kind of a make or break game for the team here. If you win it, you still have hopes of the playoffs. If you lose it, you in my my mind, you're done. So yeah, you look forward to um, a bye after this. So I think they lay it all out on the field next week and and they win big. Well, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll let you have your enthusiasm and I'll just I'll just concede at this one because <laughs> I just unless so unless something happens differently, I just I need to see something first. I need to see some kind of uh, change. And I listen to the post-game conference, press conference, and I listen to Nagy, and it's the same old, same old. I'm frustrated, too. It's just, you know, I'm as frustrated as anybody else. we got to watch it. we got to get better every day. It's like you've been saying the same shit for three years, you know? It's like you brainwashed Mitch to say the same things, and, and nothing changes. But to your point, Flipka, this is, the, this is a uh, – this is the boiling point. This is a turning point right here. You know, are you going to – are you going to take advantage of the five wins we have this season? You know, we have five wins somehow out of nine games. Are you going to take advantage of it, or are we going to let the season falter? So this is the time to do it. Get the six and four before the bye week. A big game at Green Bay after that, you know. So um, if, if we win this game, it drops the Vikings down to three and six, I believe. And it really is a two-team race then at that point. And if we can beat the Packers at Green Bay – we're sitting pretty, but a lot of work lot, to do. A lot of work to do, and and, and get that old line together, lot, right? A lot of work to do. But like I said, with with your own yeah. teammates lighting the fire under your ass, it's time to go. So, what do you think, Flipka? If we get Mustafer back at center from COVID, and you get Whitehair back, are you putting? Are you gonna see if Whitehair goes over to left guard? If I or what do you think yeah, about? If I'm the Bears, that's what I'm doing because I want to get. Um, I definitely want to get Coward off the field <laughs> one way or another. Um, so if you can fill that for me. Put him back at D tackle, right? I, I, I just want to get him. Put him back, put him back at D yeah. tackle. Yeah, get him back yeah, at D tackle. He's terrible. I think you need to hand him a pizza and say go on and get. Um, but, yeah, get. I, I would put Mustafer back at center and I'd put white hair at guard and, and let's roll. Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot can be uh, rectified if we are able to get white hair back and Mustafer, which I, I can't believe I'm saying that. No. That I mean, You know, but he, I think he looked pretty good in the first game. When we talked about it, he looked pretty good. I can't say the same of, you know, as uh, Alex Fars and our fourth president, Al Arlington <laughs> Hembright. You know, but, oh, but we, we know we know that Leno is ice skates, you know, out there. And we know that uh, Coward is a defensive defensive tackle, and it's not. They're trying to make Big Cat Williams here, part two, and it's not going to work out so well. Not right? going to work. Uh, that experiment should be overdone. Not- Just get him out of there. That's right. So, all right. Well, we'll be back for a, a pregame before next week's clash against the Vikings. Hopefully, CZ will has some better technical success next week, and or also he might be he might be running a spy. Um, situation right now because you have the blogs and, and podcasts to figure out some more of their uh, some, their information. So hopefully he's got some info for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Get, gather that intel, CZ. We'll talk to you later. All right, CZ. All right, well, as always, you know, we love the Bears. No matter if it's the worst offense we've ever seen, we still love the Bears, right? Folks? Absolutely. Big game next week, fellas. Big game. Yeah, big game. All right, go, go Bears. Bears.